You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBA with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Renton, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the O-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Lights, camera, bark, or meow, or chirp on cue. Our special guest has made Broadway and movie stars out of shelter animals and rescue pets. And he's the only animal trainer on the planet to win a Tony. Hey, he's taken TV now by storm. He's about to unleash a possum month of August aptly dubbed Paugust, and it's all on the Discovery Family Channel. Let's give pause and applause to the one and only Bill Berloni. Hey, Bill, welcome to the show. Hey, Arden, great to be here. Man, I love your books, and you are from Wags to Riches. This guy knows how to bring out hidden talents in any two, three, or four-legger out there. We're going to find out more what he's up to with some lady named Betty White right after we pay for this show. So you know the drill, sit, and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, Bill and I, we met several years ago. He is a great dog trainer for stage canines, but he does so much more. Just say the word Annie. Yep, he's the guy. Congratulations, Bill. I mean, this sounds great. You're going to have your own reality television show. It's going to air on Discovery Family Channel. It's called Apley, From Wags to Riches with Bill Berloni. So talk about this. I mean, how did you get to TV land? I mean, you've been on stage with Helen Mirren and all these major Tony winners. And how did this all come about? It is quite a, an interesting story, only because I never thought I'd ever find myself on television. You know, my wife and daughter and I have dedicated our lives to rescuing animals, and we also work with them in show business. And mm-hmm. we were just sort of doing our thing when a film crew 
had read an article, came to my manager and said, hey, we think this would be a good reality show. They pitched it to Discovery Family Channel, which is looking to start a whole new uh, channel with live action shows. And, um, you know, the one thing we said to them was we didn't want to become characters. We are good people doing good things for animals. And they said, that's exactly what we want. Don't change. That's nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we think our life is boring, but apparently everybody who's seen the show thinks it's, it's very interesting and exciting and dramatic and all that sort of stuff. And uh, so we're very honored to be, you know, the lead show for this brand new channel for Discovery. Now, your premiere show on the Discovery Family Channel from WAG's Two Riches with Bill Berloni. You're going to tell us it's kicking off August 6th, correct, on the Discovery Family Channel? Correct. And, okay. you know, from scene one, you'll be introduced to my wife, Dorothy, my daughter, Jenna, our 30 rescue dogs, our two <laughs> horses, donkey, pony, two pigs, three ducks, and a macaw. Macaw! Macaw! Hey, that's pretty good. And they all live with you in a one-bedroom condo in the Upper East Side, correct? Oh, right. Uh, no, actually, our hope is in central Connecticut, and uh, we have a lovely place that has Upton Yards, and everybody, you know, sort of lives in the house with us, except for the farm animals. They live right next to the house. Set us up for what you're, give us a little tease, if you would, about maybe the first episode, what's going to happen. Well, again, I think uh, America is going to be interested to, to meet my family, and uh, you get to see our home. But it's, there are a lot of things that happen in our daily life. Besides the, you know, 40 animals we take care of daily, I also am the director of animal behavior for the Humane Society of New York, so they follow me on my weekly visits to the Humane Society and my work there. But then also, you know, they follow me on my jobs in which we're on movie sets or we're on show sets, and they follow how our rescue dogs, you know, help pay the mortgage here. And the first episode is sort of a retrospect. It, it talks about my career beginning with Annie, and also, you know, my visits to the new national tour that's touring the country. So we have dogs out, and, and so you get a real glimpse into what our everyday life is. When you're doing this, Bill, is there some advice you can give people on how it easier or not to train a dog for, say, being on a TV reality show like you're doing from Wags to Riches with Bill Berloni versus being on stage live, you know, in Broadway? What's the training difference for you for these dogs? Well, the fun part is, for us, when we train dogs with positive reinforcement, it is a holistic approach. When they're home, they're dogs. They're not in kennels. They're not, you know, just in some sort of training regime. They get to be natural. They get to be dogs. And they stay in that great state of mind. And then when we get a project for them, we start training them for that project. So I think people will watch me and go, hey, he's a regular guy. And they're a regular family. And then you look. They use love and kindness to train their animals. I guess I can do it too. That's pretty powerful though, seriously, because being relatable will probably save the lives of many dogs and cats and get more animals from shelters into homes. Don't you agree? I do. And again, what we do in show business is we pick the right dog for the job, the right temperament Mm -hmm. for that job. And at the Humane Society and in our rescue work, it's the same thing. You know, people shouldn't go into a shelter and take the dog they're visually attracted to. They should take the dog that matches the lifestyle, that they have the skills to train and work with. So it's really all about good casting. And <laughs> Good point. I do it on a movie set and a Broadway set, and I do it in everyday life. 
Well, when you are casting and you have that dog on stage, and let's say you are on Broadway doing an Annie, I mean, the dog can't be looking at you, can he? It has to be looking at the actors versus maybe on a television set where, you know, you could be off camera. Is there a difference in the training or cueing, I guess? I guess there's a, there is a tremendous difference. You know, over 40 years ago, when, when I was 19 years old and I was asked to train the original Sandy for the first production of Annie, I didn't know how to train a dog, but I knew my dogs loved me and mm-hmm. followed me around and listened to me because I was kind to them. So what I did was I just went, well, if Sandy thinks that Annie is his owner and she can treat him kindly, maybe he'll do the same thing. So what the outgrowth of that was, I was the first trainer to use that sort of positive reinforcement in an entertainment vein, which created the first animal role in live theater. You know, up until Annie, there had never been an animal character who did a show eight times a week. And the only reason it worked was because we didn't know any better, and we just tried. So I was in the right place at the right time. So my career has been 30 Broadway shows of of that. And certainly there are other trainers who have tried to compete in that live theater vein. But Mm -hmm. we take the actors, and we teach them that technique, and they become trainers. Um, And so when I get on a movie set... Oh, that's a piece of cake for me. I'm standing 10 feet away. The dog's listening to me, looking at an actor. You know, that's an easy day work compared to what we have to do for the, for the theater. So do you use positive reinforcement on the two-legged Broadway actors as well? Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> a boy, you did it. You're getting a Tony. I smell a Tony coming if you do it this way. Is that how you talk to him? <laughs> uh, only the divas. Oh, uh, hey, we won't mean them. This is I a nice think, family show. If you have a human, I tell mm-hmm. them. If they don't listen to us, they're going to get fired. Oh, but there, there are certain <laughs> celebrities that that doesn't work with. Right. But, but no. I mean, and and remember, the first actor I ever trained was an eleven-year-old girl named Andrea McCardle. So if we oh, use that technique it's... on the children. Obviously, you right. know, you set limits. You're consistent. You reward positive behavior, and you ignore negative behavior. I mean, it's the same thing. So. But yeah, I've uh, I've run into a few adult actors who lied on their resume to get the job, mm-hmm. and then stand there and tell me that they're allergic to dogs. Oh, so, uh, not cool. So positive, what are you doing that? So well, I think we keep the dog. That's what I say. That's what I say. Yeah. So we're speaking with Bill Berloni. You know him. He has a new television reality show. It's airing starting in August. Make that Pogus. It's called From Wags to Riches with Bill Berloni. And if anybody has ever been to Broadway, come on. You've got to see many of his work. Most of the animals on stages have had some direct or indirect connection with Bill Berloni. We're going to learn more about him and his connection with Betty White after we take this quick commercial break. So sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady. I travel from coast to coast to pet trade shows and consumer events to scout out what the hottest, hippest, and most unique pet products are on the planet, bringing you tips and tricks from top veterinarians, groomers, trainers on how to safely travel and live happily with your pets. The Pet Lady will be in a city near you, showing off the latest and greatest tech pet gadgets, cozy comforts, and fab gift ideas for man's and woman's best friend. You can learn more at thepetlady.net or connect socially and tweet with me at Pet Lady World. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet 
Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Betty White, and I'm inviting you to tune in to the Behave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore, and I've got a buddy in the house. We got Bill Berloni. He is the guy who trains the animals to be on Broadway and on live stages, and now he's taking it on with his wife, Dorothy, and his daughter, Jenna, and their 40-plus critters are going to come into your homes each and every week on the Discovery Family Channel. The show's called From Wags to Riches with Bill Berloni, and I've got to tell you, what's the connection with you and uh, Betty White? Well, as you know, Arden, there is this wonderful camaraderie of people who have the humanity in their heart to help animals. And you and I and Betty are fortunate to be in that club, you know. And, you know, every day I meet somebody like Betty who helps animals, and I get that privilege because I was kind to an animal. That just spurs me more, you know, to do that sort of work. And and that's it. You know, she's been a rescue advocate all her life, and she's, you know, the role model of a celebrity who uses her celebrity for the greater good of animals, as well as other causes, you know. So um, when they were looking for a spokesperson for my cause and our show, who better? Absolutely. She is, I think, 91, 92, and she's been on our show here on Behave. And the best Betty White story I can tell you is I was there covering for Pet Life Radio the uh, American Hero Dog Awards a couple years ago, and it happened to fall on my birthday. And I'm on the red carpet, all decked out with my little microphone, and I got a birthday hug from Betty White. Best birthday ever, Bill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so down to earth, so generous, so kind. You know, and yet so smart. Oh, absolutely. Her comedic timing is amazing. Yeah. her To be in her 90s and to still be able to pace herself to be alive and to help others is an amazing person. And I'm so, so honored that she's helping us out with August and with our show. I did tell her in dog years she'd be 17, and she really likes that. So she's going to tell everybody she's not 92, <laughs> she's 17. So, you know, there are so many benefits to having pets in your life. You can change your age anytime. That's true. That's true. So we are talking about your show, but I do want, you know, behind the scenes, your role with the Humane Society of New York. Talk about that because that's a pretty responsible role. And tell us a little bit about what attracted you to to help them out. And you've been doing that for quite a while. When Annie first opened, I did make an effort to try and help all the animal shelters in New York City with, with my celebrity dogs. And I still do. But there was one shelter, the Humane Society of New York, that didn't have a behaviorist. So one day... They asked me to come in to give them some advice, and I, and I looked at them, and I said, but I'm, I work in the entertainment industry. They said, but you use rescue dogs. And so that was about 17 years ago they asked me to come and volunteer, mm-hmm. and um, I've been doing it, you know, ever since. I can do it uh, remotely. I can go in once a week and set up the programs for the dogs who have problems. I can temperament test the dogs that come in, and I can do, you know, final checks on dogs going out. So... It actually is a, a benefit because it continues to hone my skills. Not only do I have my 30 dogs, but I've got my 35 dogs at the Humane Society. And their problems and their growth and, and their rehabilitation keep my skills as a trainer going. So to be able to do that instead of just being stuck in my own world is just great experience. And, again, helping others. 
Now, I understand with Discovery Family Channel, some of these pets that are on the programs may be able to be put up for adoption. Is that right? Well, yes, absolutely. You know, we will be highlighting dogs that do need homes. Currently, our facility, our home, we plan to keep the rest of their lives. The dogs who live with us are not up for adoption, but every once in a while, somebody walks through the front gate, and lo and behold, we're trying to find a home for them. You know, we're going to use our spotlights to create these these spotlights on animals, deserving animals that need homes. Let's do a little uh, spotlight, if you will, on a a few of the four-legged stars that are going to be on your TV show from Wags to Riches with Bill Berloni. I'm I'm kind of interested in uh, Nellie. Well, Nellie, the riches in the title apply to the plethora of personality and love that's in my life. You know, our extended family. One of the siblings, you know, they all have different personalities. And let's talk about Nellie. We had to get bulldogs for Legally Blonde the Musical. And Nellie is one of our star <laughs> bulldogs who feels she had a voice. She'd speak in the first person. She would definitely be a diva. And she's a bully. Nellie wants the couch now. You know, <laughs> Get out of Nellie's way. I mean, that's how she would talk and does talk to us and the other dogs in the house. And then there's Chico, who is the Chihuahua star, who, you know, came from a very bad situation in Newark, New Jersey, when we adopted him. I was his savior, and Mm -hmm. he believes that he is the alpha dog, and when I'm not home, tells Dorothy and Jenna what to do. As good as trainers they are, this little eight-pound Chihuahua rules the roost when I'm gone. Now, how does he Um, get along with Nellie, who's the top dog there? Well, she does respect him you know, oh. because he's alpha male. But, okay. you know, and again, and the fun part is the audience is going to get to know our siblings, our animal characters who live in this house episode by episode as we follow their exploits, you know, not just at home, but maybe working on a job or maybe going to a benefit. No, I think this is wonderful. I, I just want to run down a few of the other ones because you've got great ones. Talk about Argyle because he's got some uh, IMD credentials behind his name. He does. Argyle is a... It's one of those wonderful dogs. I was an only child, and when I was born, my mom had some complications with childbirth. So when I was two year old, two years old, and she asked me if I wanted a brother or a sister, I said a dog. And she ran out and got me a collie so she wouldn't have to have any more kids. So okay. growing up, my brother was a, a collie named Rexy. And he was the dog <laughs> who taught me that animals are not our property. They're our friends. They're our companions. They're our family. So, and it was that experience that helped me train Sandy. But I always wanted a collie, and collies look like Lassie, and nobody right. was doing Lassie the musical. So I could never adopt a collie for my own. And then we got a show called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and in it they needed eight dogs, and they said to me, eight dogs from the country, the English countryside. And Ooh. the first dog that I adopted from the Humane Society was Argyle, so that I could have a collie back in my life again. Right. And that was 11 years ago. You know, he's almost 11 and a half. And I got, again, the privilege to watch that dog, Argyle, grow with my daughter. You know, because that dog was one of her best friends. He did a little lassie-like move for Jenna, didn't he, when uh, she was in trouble? Argyle, Argyle, help Jenna. She's not in a well, but where was she? She said, pulled her out of the ice. And I only hope that was true and not just her imagination. But, you know, and again, he's beautiful. He's done print work. He's done a couple of shows. He's done some movies. So but so he was one of those dogs from my heart that I was able to rescue and share another collie in my life again. Now, with working with some of the Broadway actors, I mean, there's a lot of them that are major, major pet lovers. Are there a few that you want to do a shout out to that you feel have should take a curtain call and get a standing O for what they've done for shelter animals? 
probably the first that and the foremost that comes to my mind is Bernadette Peters. Okay. Uh, the weekend of July 11th was her annual event called Broadway Barks in New York City in Times Square. She and Mary Tyler Moore have, for 17 years, put together an event where she brings 30 shelters to display their dogs and gets 30 Broadway shows to come and volunteer their talent to introduce the dogs. And I've participated in 16 out of the 17, and I was there this year not only with the Humane Society of New York, but I also bought two of my trained dogs. You know, and there is, again, Bernadette and Mary Tyler Moore don't just talk to talk. They actually, just like Betty, you know, dedicate their lives to helping animals. So she is probably the queen of Broadway in terms of animal welfare. Joel Gray, my friend Joel Gray. Okay. You ask him and sure. Show up and support a cause, and he's there with his little chihuahua. Nicolino. <laughs> What's the yeah. chihuahua's so, name? Uh, Nicolino. Nicolino. Okay. And he fits in his pocket. <laughs> so um, he's a little teacup chihuahua who's so sweet. Well, glad his um, name wasn't uh, Cabaret or something. But okay. most of Broadway, our community really supports the animal cause, and I'm very proud to be a part of that. That sounds wonderful. Now, you know, just like actors, there are times where a dog or another animal you've trained can miss a cue. How do you roll with it before a live performance? The answer is simple. You know, we prepare for the animals making mistakes. You know, okay. And I, in my profession, they're the what if. What if the dog doesn't do it? <laughs> okay. As you know, Arden, a dog who's trained with positive reinforcement will always look forward to doing that behavior. You know, because right. there's, there's a rainbow at the end of it. It's only when they're distracted that they get off course. So, you know, the actors are trained to know when the animal is on course. They know what to do when it's going off course and then how to get it back on course without the audience knowing. So there's contingency plans for all of that. Unlike the actors themselves who, when they go up on lines or forget their lines, just stand there and go, now what do I do? I plan ahead for that. Can you give me an example of something you did a look seamless to the audience, but you and the actors knew, uh-oh, can you remember something recently? Our most recent Broadway show was a production of, called The Audience, which was a play about the Queen, and it, it starred Helen Marin, and we had two rescue corgis. Oh, you know, my favorite dog. <laughs> and at numerous times during the play, they... um they would run across the stage and Helen walked one on stage on a leash for one of her entrances and she walked on stage and the leash slipped away from her and the dog just, you know, was looking around going, what do I do now? I mean, it's one of those instances where Helen's a good enough actress to continue talking like you would if your dog got loose in your living room and she got, went and picked it up and brought it back. So um, that's one instance. If Sandy starts scratching himself during the hit song of the show when she's singing Tomorrow, Annie knows to, like, take her hand and gently scratch that area that he's itching so she can continue on with her song. I mean, it's just really common. And that's what I think our show is about. You can be a pet owner. You just have to think a little bit more than a lot of people do, and it'll all work. Did you ever imagine when you were growing up, you said, you know, your best friend was your collie, and it seemed like it was destiny for you to be where you are. I don't know if you ever had a secret desire to be a garbage truck driver or a brain surgeon, but it sounds like from day one, it was something to do with pets. I was such a shy kid that I actually gravitated towards being an actor in high school, because if you're insecure about who you are, becoming someone else and saying lines that are intelligent and funny and, you know, having people admire you for being someone else is a good way to not be yourself. So I always wanted to be an actor. But 
never in my wildest dreams did I think in this profession, in the entertainment industry, that I would be a published author, that I would have worked on major motion pictures, that I would have won a Tony Award, and, you know, and now to have a show on television in which we're trying to be role models. I mean, never would I have imagined that. And so, again, the audience has to know it's all because I rescued a dog in 1976. That's your benchmark, and that's a great one. I mean, I think it, there's people that go through life, and they just wander, and you have a purpose. And so that's a doggone great thing, Mr. Bill Berloni. Do you want to know what I feel my greatest legacy is? Let's hear it. It's that now, when you look at dogs in entertainment, how many of them say are rescued? There you go. I think that, you know, as one of the kids who rescued a dog and became popular from it, so many of my colleagues in the entertainment industry are recognizing that there's great talent in shelters and rescuing them as well. And so every time I read that a dog in a movie was rescued or I feel that somehow I might have helped inspire that in some way. And so that's really what I feel great about. Well, I think that's a big bravo to you, Mr. Bill, because I think this is, you're right, you know, you don't even know the impact that you're making. And I do want everybody to start tuning in to the Discovery Family Channel. There's going to have Bill's show. It's called From Wags to Riches with Bill Berloni. There's other shows also with animal themes going on on the Discovery Family Channel. And the marvelous Betty White's going to be your host. I think it starts August 6th. Is that correct? Premieres August 6th at 9 o'clock. All right. And how can we learn more about you, Bill, and what you do? Well, our website is theatricalanimals.com. And if you are looking to hire one of our dogs or animals, that's where you'd go. We're also on Facebook at William Berlone Theatrical Animals or and Instagram and Twitter. That sounds great. And we're going to have to uh, cross paths again soon. And I'm always happy to have you on my show. And I, I do give you a big pause up for what you're doing because you've been doing it on stage, now on television, in shelters. I mean, I want to come back as a Bill Berloni dog. Is that all right? You certainly can. You certainly can. And, uh, you know, you are one of the first reporters to report on our show. And I can't think of a better way to kick off our new series than talking to you, Arden. All right. Well, big fans all the way around. I have uh, two dogs who surf, and I just rescued a kitty from the San Diego Humane Society who is now the only pet first aid safety cat. So I teach pet first aid with a real dog and a real cat. And Casey, my first orange tabby ever, is letting people check his capillary refill, his pulse, wrap him in a towel. And Bill, he purrs like a diesel. He's a born teacher. He may not be on front of the cameras, but, you know, it's nice when you find something in your pets that bring out what they like, you know, instead of forcing them to do something. And this one loves kids. We go to the SPCA every week and do a little fun dog-cat game show quiz with Chipper and Casey, and I dress them up as game show host, and the kids learn about pet behavior with Casey and Chipper as their host. And that's how we can change it, Arden. If we can educate our young people to be kinder and gentler, it's great. And the fact that you saw talent in your cat and you're using it to educate others to first aid, that's what it's all about. It's it so is. Great. The only thing, Arden, that you know, I hope people get from our show is that you don't have to be a trained specialist or a celebrity to help animals. You know, I encourage people to rescue one pet and to do it locally, and to help groups in their own area. I think if we all do a little, it'll make a big ripple. Because sometimes people get overwhelmed, like, oh, I can't, you know, rescue that many dogs, and I don't have that much money to give. But really, you know, it's just about helping a little. And if all of us help a little, it'll help a lot. 
I think that's well stated, and I am honored and delighted, listeners, to have the very special Bill Baloney on our show today. He's won a Tony, the only animal trainer to do so, but he is so much more than that. He is making this planet possum, and I say you need many standing ovations, and I look forward to watching you on the Discovery Family Channel and seeing From Wags to Riches with Bill Berloni. So, Bill, thank you very much for being a guest on our show. Thank you. And until the next time when our paths meet again, Arden, I can't wait. All right. And at this time, I also want to give a big pause up to our producer, Mark Winter. He is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio, charge of dozens of shows. We have more than 6 million listeners all across this globe. And it's due to the Wizard of Oz, that man behind the curtain, the wonderful Mark Winter. Please tune in to all the other shows also on Pet Life Radio. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.